Tent Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Pastor Ken Simmons. We are located in Marysville, Indiana, 46410. Amen? Amen. Amen. Today we're going to be in the book of Luke, fourth, uh, 24th chapter. And we're going to start at the first verse. We're going to do pretty much the whole chapter. I'm going to tell you where I'm going to stop at, but. I believe it's 35, maybe. So it's the resurrection. Luke 24th chapter, starting with the first verse. It says, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb. The women. They went to the tomb. Mary, Magdalene, a few other women. They went to the tomb. Went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. They had to wait till the day of Passover was over. Because it was a holiday, they don't do anything on Passover day. So uh, when Jesus had died, they took him to the tomb, left him there, and they figured once um, Passover was over, they were going to come back and do everything they needed to do. So, in preparing the body. So it says, so they take the spices that they had prepared. She says, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. So they go to the tomb, they go look for the body, and it's not there. This is strange. Immediately, you know, as a human being, you think somebody stole the body. It says before, while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? These two men were standing there in dazzling apparel. In other gospels, it'll tell you that they were in white. It was really glittery white robes that they were And, you know, you get the. It tells you when they were in these men's. Uh, when they stood there with these men. It says they bowed their faces to the ground. When you are in the presence of the angels of the Lord, you can't help but to bow down. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? See, our our spirit man understands who God is, even when our flesh don't. Our spirit man will make us do things that our flesh really don't want to do. But your spirit man will, it's things that your spirit man won't allow you to do as a human being. Even though we have freedom of choice. Your spirit man that is in you has things in you that you just won't do as a human being. And you can look at people that are 
that are uh, criminals, you know. Even they have some things in them, even though they do some crazy things. It's still something in them that their spirit man won't allow them to do. And then there's some things that their spirit man makes them do. Just like when um, Jesus comes back, the scripture says, Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. So no matter what you do, and, and believe this. So, if Jesus comes back now, every everybody's going to take a knee. You see that? This means everybody. Whether you are a atheist, you don't believe in God, but your spirit man is going to make you take a knee. Because your spirit understands who God is, what God is, and it's going to make you show homage to him, to your creator. You're not going to have a choice in that. You see? So they got into the presence of the angel of the Lord, and they just bowed down all the way to the ground. <laughs> and then the angel of the Lord, it says, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. See, the, the, the angel of the Lord comes and tells them, why are you here when he told you that he wasn't going to be here? <laughs> right? As a human being, somebody dies, what are you going to do? Go to the grave. But, they, but the angel was telling them, and here's what the angel says. The angel gives them specific instructions on what God, what Jesus had already told them. Which means the angels already heard what Jesus had said to them and read it back to them. Remember when Jesus told you this? He told you that he was going to do this. This is how we treat God. I mean, think about it. You were here in church, yeah, I love God, I love Jesus, and then you got about your business. But there's so many things in here about God that people don't pay attention to. And then when it comes up in your life, it's like, wow, that was true. You don't want to have to go to God. And God has to tell you, didn't God, didn't Jesus tell you in his word? You don't want to have to, you don't want to have to have that conversation with God. Really done. Because that's the last conversation you're going to have with me. Amen? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how, I, how he told you while he was still in Galilee. He told you exactly not only what he said, but where he said it and when he said it. Remember, y'all was in Galilee. Y'all was sitting around the fire. <laughs> you know, y'all was eating scrumpets, croutons, eating salad, you know. <laughs> the angel know exactly everything that he was doing. Everything that they were doing. I can read you word for word and 
go by every detail of what you was wearing and everything when he told you that he wasn't going to be there. It said, and they remembered his word. So not only did they tell him, not only did he tell them, but now they remember. Amen? Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee? So now he says, in eight, and they remembered his word and returned from the tomb. They told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Who was the eleven? The eleven disciples. It's not twelve because at this point Judas has committed suicide. Right? So it's only eleven of them. They remembered his word and they returned from the tomb. So they was like, oh yeah, he did tell us he was going to do this. That's one crazy oh yeah moment. Did he tell you he wasn't gonna be here? Oh yeah, Jesus did say he was gonna rise today. How you forget that? <laughs> but you can't forget that if you don't take it seriously. Amen. They came there with spices and everything. They ready to do the body up. We don't believe God's word. You know? And they remember this word. So now that they remember it, now they put it in their heart. To remember his word is to understand this is true now. So it says, and they returned from the tomb and they told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. So they went back telling everybody. Jesus has risen. These women were the first one to preach and tell people the gospel of Jesus rising from the dead. Then it says, Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanne and Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. Why would Jesus, why, why would these women know before the apostles? Isn't that interesting? Jesus walked with these 12 guys all this time. But these women got the word that Jesus, and, the, and these women were told to go tell them. Well, for one reason, there was 12 of them at first, and now it's 11. One killed himself. When you read the story about Jesus dying on the cross, as he was going to the cross, these women followed him. They watched him die on the cross. They watched him get crucified. They watched him die. Matter of fact, they took his body down and put him in the tomb. It only made sense for the people who followed you all the way to the end to see you rise in the beginning. Now, let's talk about the disciples. The reason they found out secondhand is because Judas committed suicide. Peter denied him three times. 
Thomas, even after Thomas, after, even after Jesus resurrected, Thomas still didn't believe he was resurrected. He said, I have to feel him. I got to feel the holes in his hand before I believe. So Jesus came to him and let him see that. And then told him, you know, blessed are those who believe and didn't see. You know? Jesus told Thomas, you only believe because you see. But blessed are those who believe and don't see. And then the rest of them scattered except for John. John was at the cross with Mary, his mother. So we we see all of these things going down with the with the with the twelve disciples. They didn't believe. And we're gonna see what we're gonna see this too. So now it was Mary and Magdalene and Joanne, Joanna, and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things <coughs> to the apostles. But these words seemed to be to them an idle tale. And they did not believe them. So the women went and told the disciples. And they didn't believe them anyway. This is why they didn't know first. Because they wouldn't have went and told nobody. You see what I'm saying? But it tells you up above where it says that the women told the eleven and the rest so even after they told the disciples and they didn't believe them, they kept going and telling everybody. They didn't care what they thought. I'm just telling you what happened. You can take that information to do whatever you want. <laughs> we got to go tell some more people. Disciples didn't believe them. Too much unbelief. These are the guys that are supposed to lead the church. Right. You see what I mean? But it took the women to spread the gospel. Twelve says, but Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. Now you see this? And people are, you know, and people tell you, Peter. Peter got up and ran to the thing, though. He was ready. Uh -oh. Now, if he believed, he would need to go and see for himself. <clears throat> he still didn't believe the women, so he had to run to the tomb and see for himself. Why? Because they might have been lying. Right? <laughs> but Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in like... You know, and the tomb, you know how they show the tomb on TV. I want you to understand this too. They show the tomb as a big old thing, this big old gigantic boulder. They tell you that he had to stoop and look in. That's a small opening. Right? <laughs> you gotta stoop down and look in. That's that ain't a big old, you see what I mean? That's not a big old tomb opening. Like they show on TV. This is why you have to read this for yourself. Yeah, you know. Wow. Ooh. 
you stupid and looking, that, that's a small opening. <laughs> you can't get in there. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Oh, wow. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling at what he what had happened. So once he saw, once he saw, then he was satisfied and he was marveling at what happened. Now remember, Jesus told Thomas, he told Thomas, um, the reason, the reason that you see. The reason that you believe is because you see. This goes for Peter too. Peter saw that he wasn't there, and now he believes. The women didn't make it into the tomb. The women got stopped at the gate, and he told them to go in and look. Right? He had to get them to go, because they believed him, but he wanted them to go in. Why would he want them to go in and look? If you are a human being and you are going into a tomb the way Jesus was beat, and they know what happened to him because they were there. So if you saw Jesus getting beat, you saw Jesus get crucified, you saw the way he looked. So if you go in there and you're looking in the tomb and you don't see anything, what are you looking for? If you know he's not there. The angel tells you he's not in here. And then he still tells you to come in and see. What's to see if he ain't there? You're looking for, as a human being that just got killed, you're looking for blood. You're looking for the stench of death being in there. A decomposing body. Right? <coughs> but none of that was in there. There was no blood samples to take. Right? Mm -hmm. There's no DNA left. Matter of fact, they went in there and they saw that the uh, cloth was folded up. It was a brand new tomb. And the tomb had not been used by anybody. So, the only stench of death you would smell was that first body that was in there. That wasn't in there. So when you go in to see, it looks like a brand new tomb. That's what you look for. And you can and you can testify to that. Man, it don't even look like he was ever ever in there. So these are the things you would testify to by looking after they were told that he wasn't there. So Peter rose and he's looking in the tomb, stooping and looking in, and he saw little clothes by themselves, and he went home marveling. Thirteen says that every day two of them, that very day, two of them were going to a village named Enos, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things that had happened. Now see, this is a big deal because Jesus has just died. Everybody in Jerusalem knows this. 
But now he has risen. And this is a bigger deal. Because, because it's a big deal, not only is he risen from the dead, but this um, fulfills prophecy that everybody in Jerusalem knows about. So this is a huge deal. So it says about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other, these two men, about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. So while they walking, Jesus just showed up. <laughs> right? They're just walking down the street, going to Emmaus, and Jesus just shows up. Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognizing him. See, Jesus was in his glorified body. So he didn't look the same. So their eyes was kept from understanding who he was or even seeing him in the way they saw him before. So it says, and he said to them in 17, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other as you walk? Jesus said, what y'all talking about? I want to get in. And they stood looking sad. Then one of them, named Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? They upset. They mad. He asked them, Jesus, walk about that. What's going on? Are you the only one in here that don't understand what's going on around here? Do you know what just happened? So, 19 says, and he said to them, what things? Jesus want to know what happened. What happened that got you so sad? And they said to him, concerning Jesus of Nazareth, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and rulers delivered him up to the condemned to death and crucified him. This is the people. And this, I want you to understand this. The people was not fooled. They understand who gave Jesus up. You see what I'm saying? They didn't blame Pilate. Jesus himself said uh, the leaders of the church have more on them than Pilate. Pilate told you, I washed my hands of this whole thing. I don't want to have nothing to do with this. So the people wasn't fooled. Pilate didn't want to have nothing to do with it. And they don't blame Pilate. They blame the leaders of the church. How are you going to lead a church that believes in God and you kill his son. I want you to think about that statement and think about the religion that you're in. How are you going to believe 
in God and your religion don't believe in his son. Right? We have to really think about that. 21 says, But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things happened. Moreover, some of the women in our company amazed us. They were at the tomb early in the morning, and when they did not find his body, they came back saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So they were still upset. Now they heard, they understand scripture. I want you to understand this. These men represent the average person in in Jerusalem. They know the scripture. They know what Jesus is supposed to do. They still question him, is Jesus the one? You see what I'm saying? Because you heard him talk, he said, hey, prophet. So they, and they, and they heard, and they said, and it's the third day, so he's supposed to be risen. But then we find out from the women that he's not there. But we haven't seen him. So we don't know how to feel. We don't know if he actually risen or... And we went to check. We went to see at the tomb. And he wasn't there. Wasn't nobody there. But they perplexed. Why? Because they didn't see any signs of death in the tomb. This is what's killing people. You see? It'll be different if you saw blood. You saw this. You smell that. Remember when um, uh, Lazarus died, and they said the stench by this time would be bad. But they didn't smell nothing. They didn't see anything. So when you go to the tomb, you, you don't know for sure because it don't even look like nobody was even in there. Twenty-five says, and he said to them, Jesus says to them, Oh, foolish ones. <laughs> and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Now, Jesus talks about the prophets because they mentioned he was a prophet. So apparently they know what the prophets say. They know the scripture. So now Jesus can tell them about the prophets. And what they say, he said, oh, foolish ones. So slow to believe what the prophets say. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Jesus was basically asking them, why are you upset that the, that the uh, Christ has died and risen? Because this only helps you. This is for your benefit for me to die. But I'm here now. And I have risen and you're still upset. You see what I'm saying? This is Jesus. You call him foolish. People think that, you know, 
and Jesus tells them, he tells the people, I have to die so everybody's sins can be forgiven. But when he died, everybody was sad. They're not happy that their sins are forgiven. It's just like if your lights was cut out for a long time and then you finally got the money you have to pay them and you pay your bill and the lights get cut out and everybody say, yay. The person got a cut on say, yay. And everybody else is like, man. It's like, the lights don't. Is that what you want? Still <laughs> No sash for kitchen. Okay. Everybody has to do now what? Thank you. Jesus died on the cross. Yeah, but now what? Oh. Where have you done for me lately, Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. still was in the mode of taking care of the tomb. <laughs> when he told them that they weren't going to be there. And it's hard to fathom, and I understand that. You know, as a human being, you know, this is not something that happens every day. But Jesus did it, and he said and he said he would. 27 says, and beginning with Moses, and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Jesus went all the way back to Moses and told them what led up to this point. Right? Because they, they mentioned prophets. So he gave them the prophets. And he told them from Moses and all the prophets, this is what happened. This is what the Bible said. This is the Holy Scripture. So they drew near to the village to which they were going. So Jesus is walking and talking to them about the Scripture. Now they still don't know who this is. He acted as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is now far spent. They've been with Jesus all day. Even after he gave him his word, how many of us is walking with Jesus and still don't know that it's him that's doing the things in your life? And he's doing it by his word, and you still don't know. We can't follow Jesus and not know he's there. Right? We have to know when God is with us. So he went to he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. He took the bread, he broke it, and he gave it to them. 
and their eyes were open, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. Ain't that something? Jesus sat down with these men, and they was with him all day. They sit down, and he breaks bread with them. He blesses the bread, he breaks it. He gives them pieces. And then their eyes open. They know who he is now. After he vanished. And then he vanished once they realized who he was. There's no need for God to stick around if you are one of his. He needs to go and tell other people that don't believe. Here's the other thing. Once God breaks bread, what the breaking of the bread means, even when we have communion, and this is what Jesus did. He communed with them. And he broke the bread. The bread is his body. And his body was broken. So once he broke the bread. And he gave them peace. Think about this. When you have communion. He breaks the bread. Everybody gets a peace. The breaking of the body. Is the breaking of the bread. Everybody having a peace is now that the now that the body is broken. We all have a piece of Christ with us, right? So now everybody gets a part. Now we have a chance at everlasting life. The thing is, they realize this now. Okay, now my eyes are open. Oh, this is this is He. Okay, now you know who I am. I gotta go. <laughs> and their eyes were open and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he was open to us, while he opened to us the scriptures? They didn't understand why, when he was speaking this scripture to them, their hearts were burning. They felt something, but they couldn't really put their finger on it. And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and has appeared to Simon. Then they told what he had what had happened on the road, and he was and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. It was the breaking of the bread that opened their eyes. They understand that the broken bread was him. He who came with the broken bread. That's who was Jesus Christ. Now, they went to the, they went to the twelve. They went to the eleven, right? They went to the disciples. On top of the women going. Because the women didn't, they, the women told them they didn't believe. Mm -hmm. So now they come and tell them, and he said he has risen indeed, and Simon mm -hmm. saw it too. Simon's Peter. Peter saw it, he went there, and there was nobody in the tomb. Mm -hmm. So now you get an idea of what had to happen mm -hmm. for the disciples to understand Jesus' rose. Two sets of people had to come to them. The women told them, they blow it off. 
Amen. Come. Then it says in 36. Now, and I'm going to read this. It says, and they were talking about these things. Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. But they were startled and frightened, and they, and they thought that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do you doubt? Why, does, why do doubts arise in your hearts? Because even though Jesus had appeared there, he scared them. Because it just said he just showed up. It didn't say he came knocking on the door. They was in a room together, talking about these things, rumbling. Everybody keep telling us, and then Jesus just show up. Now they startled, but they still don't believe this is him. It says, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? One thing I love about Jesus, he loved it. He'll sit down with you and eat. He just sat down with the men and ate. You got to sit down and you ask them what y'all got to eat. Have you anything to eat? 42. They gave him a piece of oil fish and he took it and ate before them. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sin should be proclaimed in his name to all nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus had to tell them. Jesus gave them all these gifts. Even though they still didn't believe. Oh. Oh. Ain't that so? Mm -hmm. Jesus showed up again in a letter another gospel. Uh, Jesus showed up again when they was fishing. Told them, though they met on the other side like he did when he first met them. And they should have, they threw the net on the other side and they, they talking back and forth to Jesus and they still didn't know who he was. It was just eluding them because of their disbelief. Your disbelief will send you straight to hell. Amen. Amen. You got to believe. Jesus gave them the whole thing in 46. Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer 
and on the third day rise from the dead. Now, this is stuff he'd already told them, and this is scripture that they already know. See, here's the problem. They, everybody in Jerusalem knew this scripture. They knew this was supposed to happen. They just didn't believe Jesus was the one doing it. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in the name to all the nations. Now, listen to this. I want you to see this. 47. It says, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name. The reason that's so important, it didn't say names. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's three things, right? But he says in his name, the one name. Because the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is Jesus. All of them is one. There's only one God. One baptism. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's only one name to proclaim all of this stuff into all the nations. Beginning from Jerusalem, they are supposed to give it to the Jews first, then the Gentiles. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. Even though you don't believe I'm going to give it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. And when you read in Acts, first chapter, when the day of Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came down, that's when they start really going in. And they, and they ask, the book of Acts, it's really, it's called the Acts, because it's the Acts of the Apostles. But it's really the Acts of the Holy Spirit, because once the Holy Spirit came down on them, this is when they really start working. Amen? Fifty says, Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up hands, he blessed them. While he blessed them, he departed from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple blessing God. Once Jesus left and he rose, they had a lot to praise about because they realized who he was. Isn't it funny how they realized who he was when he left? That's like the two men sitting at the table. As soon as their eyes opened, Jesus disappeared. As soon as they realized who Jesus is, he gone. Amen? Don't wait till it's too late to find out what Jesus is. Because when everybody, I want you to know this, when that scripture says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, when that happens, it's too late. You're going to know who he is, but you're not going to be able to do anything about it. Because who you are and whose you are will already be sorted out. Amen? So this is the resurrection from Luke's standpoint. I suggest anybody that's studying the resurrection 
to look at all four Gospels and get a whole story because there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of people that saw it. There's different things you'll see in John and in Mark and in uh, Matthew that that's not in here. Different points of view and different people. And different things that happen. So, uh, read the, all four Gospels so you can really truly get an understanding of what Jesus did in the resurrection. There was a lot going on. Because after Jesus resurrected, he stayed here 40 days afterwards, doing all kinds of stuff, and popping in and out. Jesus was doing things like he, like we would do once we, once the new Jerusalem happens. When eternal life happens, Jesus popping in and out. He was doing things like we'll be doing. Amen. So, Study the word. Understand who our God is. Understand what he's done for us. And please don't take it for granted. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word today. We thank you for understanding who we are and whose we are. We thank you for understanding that the scriptures are about the Christ. It's about the Son of God. And as he rises and has risen, we have, we have risen with him. We have risen with him. God, we thank you for the scriptures, the holy scriptures that you have given us, that we follow as the apostles did, and as your prophets. We thank you and we praise your name. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful.